Hello and welcome to the Mindfulness at ABM podcast. Deep breath in and deep breath out. So, this is actually a very merry news that I, I'm happy to share, but here. And it's about the, the Mindfulness at IBM Summit. You finally, we almost 99% finalized the, the agenda. Uh, we have everybody in line up for for starting. It's gonna start, you know, on Monday, eighteen, um, and uh, and it's going to be, you know, with so many so many guests, so many things. So we have a um, you know a, a live projection of a movie. Uh, we have uh, uh, the director of the movie. We have um, uh, one of the, the you know, the, the, the people that are also part of the movie in itself that will be for us. And if, if, if you want to know something more about it, just, you know, uh, have a look at the newsletter or at the agenda. Um, we have, uh, um, we, we talk about um, many different topics. We talk about, you know, being mindfulness and mindfully uncomfortable, kindness and mindfulness for leadership. We talk about the importance uh, of uh, uh, me time. We talk about uh, um, what is what it means loving your emotions. We will talk about hope, uh, belonging, and inclusion. We will talk about navigating difficult conversation at work with mindfulness. Um, we're going to have several personal stories from uh, you know our guests and executive. What what is mindfulness for them? We will talk about uh, um, mindfulness at IBM and the story of the community, um, or you know, interesting topics like uh, how are you going to spend your uh, eighty-six thousand and four hundred dollars, um, or you know, something about self-reflection uh, and how it's supporting well-being. Uh, we will as well, and that's actually the thing is particularly interesting. There are topics like mindfulness. And information overload. So, if you don't know what is information overload, that's a very interesting uh, topic to discuss. Um, there will be uh, as well some uh, some panel discussion, right? So, we have two separate panel conversation: one with uh, uh, mindfulness, uh, you know, leaders in various other corporate. That so we are actually discuss about uh, you know what is what is mindfulness, right? In general, also in a corporate world, we will have a panel discussion on uh, about male vulnerability. That's also very interesting. Uh, or special sessions, there is going to be the mindful cooking with uh, pizza making and recipes of how to make it. Right? There is going to be mindful eating practice uh, or about trust in the process and what where mindfulness is um, you know, it's connected with it. Right? And uh, there will be a systemic constellation therapy led by one of the, the IBMers. Uh, and also every day we're going to have the uh, community connect. So either a special opportunity for people to just be divided in breakout rooms and have a, just a chat and a connection and a little practice perhaps. Talking about practices, there are more than four practices every single day. So you can start the day with a practice for beginners, practice for advanced. There is a, loth- a laughter and silence practice, eye relaxation, body scan, uh, affirmation practice, mindful movement, uh, worries and gratitude practice. Um, and um, and more options for, for you to, to really connect and have a chat and uh, meet other IBMers uh, that would like to know something more about mindfulness. So this is uh, all about the summit. Um, there will be a newsletter coming to your uh, inbox of preference uh, very soon, probably tomorrow. 
Uh, I will put on the podcast as well the links to the to the page where you can actually see the quick links to enroll. There is a big calendar, uh, and through this calendar you can enroll to everything. And there's gonna be even a video that I made right for uh, explaining in detail every single session. It's kind of a longer video, but if you're really interested to know more about every single session and what is behind, who is the person and the guest and so on, you can actually watch the video. I just made it for uh, you know with a purpose to inform, right? Um, so, Pat, I don't know, what's, uh, what's your uh, uh, take in the summit and what would you like to recommend to our listeners to, to attend um, before, before we get to our guest of the, today's podcast? Thanks, Lele. Oh, I'm super excited about the summit. It's the fifth one that we've done. This is community-driven volunteer organized summit We're doing it in october as we did it last year because october is mental health awareness month and for me and and lele maybe i speak on your behalf but mindfulness is so key and foundational to to becoming more aware and there's lots and lots of benefits for our mental health and well-being so that's why we have this summit with these world-class speakers many from within the company, many from outside the company. My recommendation is to take time to join some of the practices. Those are always nice and helps us learn from others and from the community. And two other things is check out at least one session you are really keen or excited about and also check out one session you are not so keen and not so excited about. And just be mindful in both and see what you can learn and discover by doing so. Yeah, I hope to uh, see you all at the summit and interact with you in some capacity or form, whether that's a practice or a chat or a conversation. Really excited. Thank you, Lele, for putting so much of this together this year and you know, really taking it to a next level, especially with some of the speakers, especially with the practices, the movie, and the fact that this is the largest summit that we've organized, most amount of sessions, and with, with no funding. <laughs> so thank you, thank you. Thank you, Pat. So folks, enroll. Spread the word, make sure that many IBMers know about it. And uh, so share the agenda, share the links to the, to the publisher page, the newsletter, everything you want. So make sure that um, there is a bit of summit in IBM and during the week between 18 and 22nd of October. And now it's time for our guest. You know that uh, every single time we have... Uh, our podcast, right? Is we tend not all the, it didn't happen all the time, but we want to have a a, a view into uh, the mindful journey of uh, of some other IBMers and people around the world that uh, had a similar experience to perhaps our listeners and to me and and Pat. And so uh, today we we talk to Lisa Cooper, um, Lisa or Liza. 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 Okay. 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 So, Liza, thank you for being in the Mindfulness at IBM podcast. I'm very happy you can be here. I think I, I met you just by chance, 
to due to you know um, the mutual interest maybe in uh, uh, bringing more mindfulness into into IBMers, right? Uh, but tell us, tell us something more about you, like where, what are you doing and, uh, you know, where yeah, are you in the world? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me as a guest on your podcast. I'm so excited to be here today. Um, so let me start with my role at IBM. I am a data analyst on the experience engine team. Mm hmm. Um, I've been with IBM for about, gosh, four years now, just over four years. Um, but I have been practicing mindfulness and meditation for a lot longer than that. Mm -hmm. um, as you mentioned, you know, our meeting was very serendipitous of both of us, um, you know, in our own way, looking to bring more mindfulness to our communities and to those that we work with. I am, uh, in non-COVID times based out of New York City and had been working to partner with our friends over at Headspace to bring mm -hmm. Headspace to folks at the old 88 University office. Mm -hmm. um, so that was how we met was through Headspace. Nice. Um, yeah. That is actually, you know, what we were talking about the app. It's an app that many people uh, suggested as well in our guest, right? It's not the only app, right? There is Calm and there is a meditation app and so on, right? But um, the interesting thing about the apps is that are more personal, I think, right? Mm -hmm. So that, uh, you know, people uh, digest them whenever they want and uh, anytime. So different, perhaps from a practice where you meet people and just have to go into a place or be in front of someone. Um, and I think the app world actually opened a lot the uh, knowledge of mindfulness from, you know, whoever, like, you know, I want to try, I don't want to show I'm meditating, right? <laughs> but let me just try silently in my room and then, oh, cool, it's nice, right? Um, yeah. And that, that's, you know, it helps. It definitely helps for, for our mental health and for you know our awareness and attention but but how did you uh, you this your journey into mindfulness started yeah so my journey through mindfulness really started through my yoga practice mm -hmm. so i began practicing yoga gosh probably about maybe 10 12 years ago mm -hmm. um i was always an anxious person. I'm still an anxious person. So I found that yoga for me was a way that I could really focus myself through breathing and movement. And I always found it gave me so much clarity and a sense of calm. One of my early on yoga teachers was very fond of breath work. Um, so we would often begin every yoga session by focusing on our breathing. Um, and one of my favorite things to do, which I never understood in the beginning why I was so fond of it, was mm -hmm. sitting and looking at myself in the mirror, just breathing and watching my rib cage expand and contract. And I always noticed there was such calm, um, you know, I felt like my mind was at peace when I could watch myself breathe. Mm -hmm. So eyes open. Mm -hmm. Eyes open. So it was... You know, then when I first started to look a little bit more into how can I bring this sense of peace throughout the rest of my day and and really tap into it in times when I'm feeling stressed out. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, a few years later, I 
started experimenting a little bit more. It started with, um, believe it or not, some beauty blog that I follow. They typically write about makeup and um, Mm -hmm. skincare. But one of their guests that they interviewed talked about um, this meditation that she did every night before she went to bed. And they included a SoundCloud recording of one of the, I guess, recordings that she'd listened to. Mm -hmm. And I was in college and stressed out and overwhelmed. I think it was midterms. And I thought, you know, I'll just give this a try and see, see if I sleep better tonight. And I think that started for the next maybe year and a half, Mm -hmm. almost every night I listened to that same recording before I went to bed. Nice. Um, until finally, I think the the blog took the page down, or maybe the SoundCloud audio clip expired, or something. But I went back one day, and it was gone. So that was <laughs> too bad. But at that point, I think I had had the practice more or less memorized, um, you know. But I, it was really, it started as chasing after this feeling of serenity that I found mm-hmm. when I really just focused on my breathing and could kind of let my mind be at peace it's always um, a combination of, of thing of things i i notice like you know it's never like okay somebody tells you now you practice and you start <laughs> you know the the behavior change behavioral change requires you know you just read it here hear it there and one thing joins the other and at one point you find oh that's that's nice um so for you it was com- like a kind of a transformative experience or mm-hmm. i think you know, it started out as just being dedicated to yoga. And mm-hmm. then I think when I found this audio recording that really resonated with me, it was chasing after better sleep. Um, and from there, I started to, you know, read more about mindfulness and meditation and, and learn mm-hmm. a little bit more about the other benefits that it could bring me during the time that I wasn't asleep. <laughs> um And that was actually when I started using Headspace. One of my family friends had recommended it to me. Mm -hmm. And I was curious what was available. I was curious how I could get better. I'm a pretty competitive person. So I wanted to get better at meditation, um, which obviously is a little bit ironic Mm -hmm. as (laughs) I would say, you know, mindfulness and meditation is not, it's not a competitive sport. It's about, you know, finding a lack of judgment and finding a space where you're not thinking about your thoughts or judging your own thoughts. Um, So what what is it for you now? I think for me, it's two things. One, the practice itself, when I'm practicing my, my meditation, it's looking for that euphoria that I feel during and afterwards, the sense Mm -hmm. of calm and peace. But I think it's also, you know, training my mental muscle so that when I have these moments of feeling stressed out, whether that's before a big presentation or I'm a nervous flyer. Um, So a lot of times when I'm on an airplane as well, you know, these feelings of being overwhelmed or nervous or anxious, It's knowing that I've put the work in so that I can call on those skills when I'm when I need them most, really, so that I can steady the the calm within my mind myself. 
Nice. I, I, it's definitely, um, you know, the uh, relaxation part of it, right? I, I always consider it like a nice side effect of, yeah. of mm-hmm. mindfulness, right? So it's like, and I know that it, it is perhaps for many like the beginning of the discovery of, uh, of the benefits, right? Mm-hmm. But it's more like, uh, you know, just if you have to... Uh, take a car and go into a place right the real effect is just that the car is a transport that helps you to right. transfer to a place but maybe you like the car because uh, it has a soft mat you know a soft uh, seat so you can just feel good for that period of time right yeah uh, that is more of a side effect you might use other things right to get into and get transported right but uh, mm-hmm. it's nice to hear um that there is this type of uh uh you know ways uh we can anywhere and anytime uh find again uh calm and mm. peace mm-hmm. and uh you know balance right? yeah absolutely i think for me one of the things that drew me to using a meditation app versus um you know a self-guided practice mm. was i felt like it made me a little bit less embarrassed originally to tune into my practice Mm. anywhere that I was, Um, you know, so living in New York city, I also went to college in New York city. It's a bustling environment. There's always something going on. It's noisy and loud and there's people everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I found so great about using an app and a guided meditation for me was that, there were many times where I was sitting on the subway and I could just meditate sitting there in the subway. Um, in the subway. Yeah. I would meditate in the subway. Oh, with noise canceling phones or just I uh, had noise canceling okay. headphones. Definitely a must living in New York city. Uh, um, you know, I, gosh, I think I meditated just about everywhere in the back of a taxi on the subway, you know, And I think that's one thing, the more in tune that I became with my practice and the more that I um, kind of let go of my own definition of what meditation had to be, the more I realized I could take 10 calming breaths waiting in line at the grocery store. And that was still a part of my practice, even if it wasn't, you know, sitting in a proper posture in a calm room, Mm -hmm. it was an extension of my practice. It was a reminder that let me kind of ground myself again. And what, what is the impact in your uh, daily uh, work, right? Yeah. Since we are talking in an IBM environment, is there any, <laughs> any type of uh, uh, significant benefit or changes you found in, in yeah. what you do every day? I think, practicing mindfulness really lets you calm yourself before a presentation. For me, part of my role as a data analyst, um, you know, I'm often presenting my findings. It can be a little bit stressful. Sometimes you're Mm -hmm. the bearer of bad news. Sometimes we get to bring great news as well. But I think, you know, when I can remind myself to focus on my breathing or I can meditate even just for a few minutes between calls, it really grounds me again so that I can have a clear head going into a conversation, um, you know, that could have the opportunity to be Mm -hmm. a little nerve wracking. Um, But I also think that I'm not a person that's 
particularly patient by nature. And I think that practicing mindfulness has allowed me to be more patient, more open-minded with a lot of my colleagues Mm -hmm. um, to really have that mental strength to be able to reserve my own judgment so that I can listen with an open mind to those around me and, and think about it, kind of ruminate on it before bringing my own judgment or mm-hmm. opinion forward. So we can say it uh, in a business language, it enhances our, your collaborative experience. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and perhaps... Uh, allows you as well to be more inclusive. Yeah, I think so. And I think we're so lucky at IBM to work in such a diverse environment, whether it's, you know, working from folks all over the world with different cultural backgrounds, um, to even within our own, you know, geographies. For me in New York City, there's so many different folks, either from different disciplines or different Mm -hmm. backgrounds or from different places, even within the United States. Um, you know, I think bringing that sense of patience and understanding mm-hmm. to everything we do has allowed me personally to really gain a better understanding of not only our business climate, but of those around me in the world. I think I've learned so much from the IBMers around me. Mm-hmm. Are, are folks in your, uh, in your area or in your uh, so-called office environment that is not really an existing thing now? <laughs> Uh, are, are, are like into into mindfulness as well, or it's more. What what's the ratio? Skeptical versus uh, pro versus yeah. neutral. I think there is a big mindfulness community within our virtual office. Mm. I know when I shared, um, you know, the Headspace subscriptions that we were giving out, we had a ton of people reach out that were super excited. You know, a lot were already Headspace users that were eager to be able to continue their practice. We had some folks that were new to mindfulness and meditation and were really curious to see how, um, you know, practicing with Headspace could improve their sleep or could improve their focus during the workday. Um, you know, I think there's a, a common joke that everyone in New York City is, you know, in some form of therapy. So I think that... <laughs> People in New York are pretty familiar with the benefits of meditation. Um, I wasn't met with any skeptics, I would say, on our end. But I do think, you know, even for someone like myself that's been practicing for a long Mm. time, sometimes I even have to fight my own skepticism on days when, you know, it feels like I don't have any time to possibly Mm. meditate or any time to sit down and take, you know, five, ten minutes to just breathe. Um, I have to kind of remind myself that every single time I've meditated, I don't think I've ever once regretted it. Um, And if anything, on a busy day, it's just made me more efficient afterwards. Hmm. I think many people don't consider meditation when, I don't know, they have a stroll or they, uh, you know, for for a while they just uh, sit and uh, smoke a cigarette even or think or, uh, you know, have a drink. Uh, very mm-hmm. slowly, right? So there might be this type of things you observe around. There are people having this, maybe alone, just looking at the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a kind of self-reflection, like looking inside, yeah. right? I think mm-hmm. the problem with that sometimes is that it's uh, it becomes habit. Mm-hmm. And then it's not introspective. It's not right. like looking inside, but it's more like uh, uh, getting taken by thoughts and mm-hmm. emotions, right? 
and so that when you finish that moment, you don't even remember you had that moment, right? right. While mindfulness is like just just switching on our uh, attention in where you are and what you're doing in that moment, then you can do it anywhere. It right. doesn't need to be sitting with the noise cancelling headphones and uh, and the locked door, right? Right. Um, that is that is interesting and. Um, Maybe you know you you are talking a lot about that you know you don't have a skeptical, but I I think that you know it, in depending on the environment, right? In uh, there are many, but um, in the US, for example, I think that the whole hippie time was more damaging the reputation of mindfulness and meditation that helping yeah. it, right? While some folks might say like, no, come on, that's things for junkies and folks that they don't really, uh, they, they, you know, peace and love and so on. Instead, um, you know, I think that in some cases that maybe was a derailment part yeah. of, of the whole concept of meditation, right? Getting a little bit, bit too much into a certain type of experiences. But in general, uh, it's not that thing, right? It's really mm -hmm. a personal, uh, individualistic experience with yourself. Right. And from that uh, more collaboration, more uh, happiness and love and, uh, you know, empathy and so on starts, right? But first mm -hmm. it's just you and you can try anytime you want. Just right, right now you're listening, just pause and, and take a moment of breathing. Mm -hmm. So pausing with you, Liza, um, is there any practice or anything you, uh, you like in particularly would recommend or lead us into maybe the one you did, you were doing at the total beginning with from you know yeah from the, the magazine. I think I can share a few of my favorite ways of meditating. So um, you know, right now I've left New York City. I'm home mm -hmm. where I was born and raised in Massachusetts. So it's a little quieter here, a little bit more nature around. So mm -hmm. I've been trying to take advantage as much as I can of meditating outside. Um, you know, one of my favorite things recently that I've been doing during my meditation practice is instead of focusing so much internally on, you know, my breathing or mm -hmm. thinking about how my breath feels, I've been, um, you know, trying to soak up the last rays of of sunshine here that we're going to get for a while in Massachusetts um, and just focusing on the feeling of the sun on my skin. Um, for me, that has always been, I don't know, I, I'm an outdoor kind of person. I, I've always loved that feeling. So mm -hmm. it's been something I've been enjoying in my practice recently. Mm -hmm. In terms of other ways, um, you know, that I really enjoy meditating, as you've probably gathered, I'm, I'm a big fan of Headspace. I love all of their sleep meditations. Okay. Um, so before going to bed, right? Before going to bed, yeah. I think there's something special about being able to kind of just turn your brain off before bed. I have always had a, an active mind. So sometimes when I'm trying to fall asleep, you know, I think everyone's had that experience of you get into this like conversation in your head of wow I should really already be sleeping by now and I'm going to be so tired in the morning and here's the 40 things on my to-do list for right when I wake up and what am I going to have for breakfast tomorrow usually I'm thinking that 
Um, and I think meditating before bed for me just really lets me kind of put a pin in the day and, um, you know, have this sense of accomplishment for everything that I did during mm -hmm. the day and can kind of just go to bed and start tomorrow. But it's not with a sense of, um, you know, so many things on my to-do list. It's kind of, you've done everything you needed to yeah. do today. You can take a break and start again tomorrow. With a smile. With a smile, exactly. <laughs> and hopefully some some either good dreams or no dreams at all. Mm, yeah, yeah. Nice. I think, you know, that's um, that's nice to... Um, uh, to try for, yeah. for, for many uh, and maybe my personal recommendation on uh, using the best apps right since we talk a lot about apps today is uh, what I, I, I was doing uh, some time ago right now I, I, I just do it on my own I'm not using apps anymore um, but I, I like to, to try the beginning like the free version of every single app Right? So I downloaded, I don't know, Headspace, then I tried the free, the free meditation, and then, okay, I deleted. Then I downloaded 10% Happier, I tried the free meditation, then I deleted. Then I downloaded uh, uh, Calm, I tried the free meditation, and then, okay. So I, I kept going on with all these apps, right? Uh, just because, and I think it's, my, it's enough uh, to have a good overview of what is mindfulness. You just take all the free content. Mm -hmm. And uh, it costs nothing to download it and costs nothing to, to listen. Yeah. Um, but And so that one, you understand which one is the best for you because the apps are distinguishing in who is doing and who is leading the practice. Yeah. Um, for example, there is one interesting app. It's called Insight Timer that has a good timer, but also it has like a Facebook of the meditation. There are like a lot of folks that are offering Insight, <laughs> like either for free or, uh, or not. Uh, within the app, right? It's like you know an, an, another space of uh, free contribution. Um, so there are there is a lot of it, right? It's just uh, whatever is nice for you. But already without any investment, you can just start time for free and mm -hmm. just uh, have a look. Um, yeah. So let us know what you think if you're listening. Um, so how I leave our listeners, Liza, today? Gosh, how do you usually end your podcast? Shall we give everyone a few? moments to to tap into their own practice and take a few breaths with us okay we can so a deep breath in and a deep breath out now do it again another deep breath in and now breathing out and closing your eyes and pause Notice any of the experiences that are part of your consciousness in this moment and you can pay attention to. Start from the sounds, perhaps. Can be my voice, but can also be any other sounds around you. Observe, just observe. There might be a sound that is more fascinating you would like to follow, but stay on all the sounds. 
whatever is interesting that you want to follow, just start letting them go. Nothing in particular stays. Everything comes and just goes. Now shift that attention you had on the sounds, on the sensation you, you can feel in the body. So what your body is touching, that is including the clothes you're wearing, uh, where you're sitting, if you're sitting, or any contact with the ground. Maybe headphones you're having on listening to this podcast. rings or necklaces, earrings, glasses. Sensation of touch are all along our skin. Just observe. Shift on any smell, it's in the area where you are. Pay attention to not judge the smells, it might be pleasant or unpleasant, but in this case you just notice that there is a smell you can observe in this moment. There might be nothing as well. In that case, just notice that as well. Shift on the taste sensation. Whatever you can taste with your tongue and mouth. No taste is also a possibility. And now shift on on the vision. So keep your eyes closed and just notice on the back of your eyelids what you can what you can see. And throughout this exploration, there might be that there are other senses that want back the attention. And that's, that's okay. The attention might shift, but make sure to notice and shift it back. Now on, the, on what you can see on your closed eyes. Now shift your attention on 
one last time on the breath. Breathe in and breathe out and extend the awareness of all the senses that we, we experience so far. So sounds and taste and smells and touch and vision. See if you can observe them all, all at once. Notice how you feel about it. And now breathe as mindfully as possible, noticing the whole process of bringing air into, into the body. And while you're exhaling, notice if you want to open your eyes or if you want to take another breath before opening them again. In that case you can and then open your eyes. Maybe smile, notice the light that is around you. Liza, I thank you so much for, for being, um, for being in general, but also for being a guest in, in our Mindfulness at IBM podcast. Um, Hopefully, you know, there will be more stories that you and maybe, you know, your folks in your area will be able to tell. So let us know if there are more, more options. Uh, You're always invited in our podcast. Uh, till then, have a mindful rest of, uh, of the day. And to all of you listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to tell everyone uh, that the summit is happening and they should, uh, you know, have a look at the calendar and enroll and share it along. Thank you. See you in a week from now with more news and more mindfulness.